0: Cairo Enviro, October 11th, year of our Lord, 2020. 2020. It's my son's 18th birthday. I can tell you very much where I was on October 11th, year of our Lord, 2002. And I've been thinking about this day for the past 18 years, and here it is. Crazy. And it's got me thinking about a lot of other stuff. Time for some Sarah McLaughlin. Whoa right in Oh Sarah she gets it Today was a really good day like this weekend was really good. Things in general are going very well. And I've made this analogy before. It's like uh, Ricky Bobby's dad in Talladega Nights when he's like, things are going a little too good. Making me kind of itchy. Oh my God, do I relate to that. Uh, it's one of those things. The job's going well. I'm, I'm healthy. Knock on wood because I have had my former bassist passed away, um, a drummer acquaintance that I knew when I was a kid and then reconnected a little bit, um, in the past decade, uh, drummer, like I said, acquaintance, you know, so someone just like me, uh, passed away on Friday of a heart attack, you know, it's like life is fleeting, so I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, I'm going to kind of skim over some stuff in this podcast. The truth is, I actually like it was 10 minutes into one, and then I don't know what happened. Um, it just wasn't recording. I didn't get a phone call or nothing to interrupt, but I don't know, maybe a text knocked it off. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The energy is still there, and I wasn't that far into it. Um, and besides, this way, it's more refined as I speak into my telephone. For said podcast. So, you guys... uh, I'm going to tell you this story. And it's... The analogy isn't the best, but... It'll make... Sense. Once I... Explain it. There's not much to explain. It's just not the best analogy, but... Here we go. So there's... uh, When I was a kid and i was i was reading a lot and i read this we used to get these books uh, like scholastic scope type reading comprehension books but the stories were decent you know there's one called plan number 19 it was about these prisoners in some prison who there were a group of like five friends in there and they were all like working towards this plan they had eight they had 18 plans that they had had worked on but were foiled one way or another to escape prison A new guy comes in and he's like okay so you guys are working on plan number 19 and they're like yeah and he's like I can help you do this I can actually help you escape I've escaped other prisons and they're like okay cool so they uh they have it all set up they're supposed to leave like on a Tuesday night when during a like a rainy stormy night and You know, blah, blah, blah. They had it all figured out. And so long story short is they get outside of the prison and they're like, okay, the new guy's like, listen, I'm all right. You guys were out. Nice knowing you. I'm going my separate ways. And the the five guys, the friends are looking at each other like, like, what do we do now? Like, well, you know, we weren't supposed to leave on Tuesday. We were supposed to leave on a Saturday or vice versa whatever. They're Like, yeah, we and we weren't supposed to be doing it like this we're supposed to have a raft over at you know what i mean so the plan even though they were out they didn't use the actual plan that they wanted and then they started saying well you know tonight they have meatloaf i really like that meatloaf and we have a movie coming on later so we're going to miss that and then they they snuck back into the prison they didn't they didn't escape and then they started working on plan number 20 so the analogy is of course and what a horrible i my life is far from a prison. Things are going so well that it's like, <sighs> like I said, without getting too deep into stuff. I really, lo- I, I'm, I'm obsessed with destination sickness, which is basically looking at like the next goal, like what's, I, you know, you may have, I may have trouble, in, I, although I don't, I don't have trouble enjoying. I have trouble being happy, but I don't have trouble enjoying the moment. Today was a great day. Things are going so well that it's like I said, it's hard to handle it sometimes. Um, but I do because I got skills. What's up? But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm looking at things like with Camden being 18, and it's he wasn't planned. You know, I that having a kid was not on my uh, trajectory back when i was living in la and um not that i would ever change it and i i knew before he was born that um he was gonna be the most important person in my life absolutely hands down i love that kid to death and there's nothing i wouldn't do for him of course of course but that doesn't take away that i still have plans to do things myself look at garth brooks yeah and i'm comparing myself to garth brooks now i know ridiculous but i understood when he well when he said he retired i was like whatever dude You'll be back, you know, but maybe I wasn't realizing what he, what retirement meant. Retirement for Garth Brooks meant he's just, he's going to focus on the home life, raising his kids and he'll be back. And I think he's starting to come back a little bit now. Um, But really that's what it's about. It's like today was, was great. I, like I said, the weekend was great. I went and bought a handgun and Camden and I were shooting it yesterday. It's the first time either, either of us have done that. So that's cool. Today I got to hang out with my um grand niece Ava baby and hang out with some old friends and their kid who's the same age as Ava and got to see Weston. I helped Camden's mom dye her hair and really that's what it comes down to. A lot of it is like I looked at like okay, after Camden's graduated from high school and you know I'm going to be free. To do what I want, to date who I want, um, without any sneaking around or like, oh. But it's like, that's where I played that Sarah McLaughlin tune. Because that's where I'm saying, am I in heaven here or am I in hell? Like, it, it's. I used to hear that line and think, what? It's just cheesy, cliche garbage. And sometimes maybe it is. But. The line's hitting home lately because I'm like, the thought, as much as I love L.A., you know, I mean, the weather, the excitement, just the fact that I f- feel cool by being able to tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm back in L.A., I'm back in Hollywood. I mean, it's just fun. Um, You know, I've talked to my friend Isis. She's like, don't move back. It's, now is not the time, dude. Um, she lives out there, and I talked to... This, other new person she's like i don't know there's a lot of homeless a lot of problems and we're just hearing more and more on the news about what a cesspool it's becoming um not that i would necessarily let that stop me but i'm like if i'm being honest with myself am i gonna use that as an excuse to not go and then i think like if things weren't going like my job you know is paying very well and like I I have a place there, I feel important. You know what I mean? Like like I said, things are going so well that it's like I'm gonna be there would be a lot to lose. And what am I what I'm afraid of is that I'll get over get back into LA and go maybe the grass was greener on the other side. Maybe I should have just watered the green grass I had. I I mean, here I have my own home, a yard, you know, my whole all my family's here. So it's like uh I don't know. Either way, I'm going to be making trips to LA cuz I love Hollywood. Um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's such a double-edged sword, isn't it? Like having you're in control of your own life. And I sometimes I look at like Youpers up here who don't ever freaking leave. And the older I get, the less judgmental I get about them, I suppose. But I'm still a little judgmental. I'm like, what the H are you doing? There's more to the world than just Houghton and Keweenaw County, okay? Get out of this area and go live a little. Like, What are you doing? Plus, when the snow starts to fly, I'm really like... Like, okay, I can't handle it, man. And nowadays I catch myself thinking, well, you know, making more money, maybe I could actually buy a truck with a plow and good tires and good four-wheel drive. And I then I would want it to snow because I can handle it. Like then I started thinking like, who is this person inside my brain thinking this way? I don't know. But you know, when they talk about like the thought of like phrases have been popping around in my head like it's time to grow up. I know what they mean when they say that. You don't want to die alone. <laughs> it's weird because... It's weird to even talk about this. But when I... I'm just going to say it because this is, this is what's going on in my head lately. On a Sunday night, my son's 18th birthday. So it's things are a little more emotional than normal. You know, not that I'm crying, but I'm just, like, feeling stuff more. Whatever. I'm a touchy-feely guy as it is. Why do you think I'm listening to Sarah McLaughlin? Aha! True story. So, uh, yeah. Hold on. I think I just lost the thought. Oh, did I? Did I really lose it? How could I lose something so profound? I'm going to take a drink and think about that. Mmm. It's back. So, Back in, like, 2011, I went through a nasty breakup, um, I was all heartbroken and messed up, and the only, I mean, I was, I was messed up, so that's why I don't judge anybody when they get heartbroken, and they just kind of lose their shit for a while, totally get it, it's, you have a nuclear bomb going off inside your chest, I mean, it's just terrible. That's when I wrote my first book, which was basically just me. I called it the Ultimate Heartbreak Survival Guide. Available on Amazon. It's just that book itself is a mess. But uh, the reason I like it, like I've said a million times, is because I was like, I'm not just going to write this down for myself. I filled up, like I said, 10 or 15 journals in my life. I'm putting this one out there. Um, Writing that stuff helped me get over everything, but... Back to my point, uh, the only thought in my head that could make me happy at that time was marrying Shaleen, marrying Camden's mom. And just settling down and being like, that's it, I'm done, she's a good woman, I'm done with being an idiot, you know. And I, And I knew I was very emotional at the time, so I was like, I'm not going to propose to her for six months. And so I waited six months and I said, if I still have this feeling in six months where I'm not healed or whatever, I'm, or I'm still thinking like, that is my, I mean, I'm telling you that was like the only calming thought I had was to just be married and be done with it. So I waited six months. The feeling was still there. I proposed to her. It fell apart because of me over the years. Um, and we've been broken up now for six years something anyway my point is i'm noticing i'm starting to get that same like what am i afraid of or what is going on that i'm st- starting to look at like oh my god wouldn't it be nice if i were just married again just took myself out of the i want to say rat race but you know like, the benefits of being married. I I started thinking, like, the Bible, I think, talks about being married. And, like, you know, I've heard that married men live longer and are happier. And I just, it's just, it's weird because, you know, if things happen, good and bad, you know, who am I going to celebrate with? When they talk about being alone, it's like, why do I wall myself off? You know, because... I don't know man it's so I started thinking like okay if I go and I have all these big accomplishments then I think well what if I meet somebody new right the thought of like and <laughs> this is so you guys you don't even know how like deep to the core this gets me but the thought so I go and I go move to LA and I meet this new girl who's just perfect you know And what does perfect look like to me? A perfect to me is like someone who's, yes, pretty, like a pretty brunette around my age. With If she's got kids that are grown, um, she doesn't have any little yippy dogs. Because those yippy dogs are annoying. Or any any real baggage. You know, somebody who's like a, a singer or a comedian has the same... Christian faith is. I do not that I talk about my Christianity that much because I'm a very much of a sinner. But you know I still believe Jesus is who he said he is and everything. So um, same political beliefs for the most part. I know we're not going to agree on everything but some conservative girl with an amazing sense of humor. So let's say I meet this girl who's just is awesome. Then that's sad because then I have to think like, oh my God, what about Camden's mom, Chalene? Like, yeah. I have such a problem with following through, whether it's weight loss, trucking school, anything. You could tell me that Steel Panther, who's a band I love, needs needs me to be a drum. Their sticks it in you, their drummer, is out. I need to play with Steel... I get to play with Steel Pants for the next five years. I'd be like, yes. And then I'd be like, oh, God, five years of doing something I love. I mean, what is my problem? What is this commitment, fear of commitment on every level? Uh, I don't know, man. But it's something I struggle with, you know? So, yeah. Can you guys fix me or... <laughs> Uh, I got to say, change is a scary, scary, scary thing. thing is, I'm 46, I'm not even 47, and knock on wood, I'm overweight, but I'm healthy. My knees work, my joints work, I have my facilities, I may have a crappy memory when it comes to remembering people's names and everything, but these years are the most productive years of my life as far as how much money I'm going to make, and... Everything, you know? I don't know. It's like lately I'm just thinking, like, I kind of wish I had a solid foundation where I was. Like, if I was married, I wouldn't worry about others. St- I wouldn't be tempted to do other stupid things with women or in social situations. You know, you just feel like you have a stronger foundation where, like, what am I doing? I'm gonna be this old and trying to find somebody new and ingratiate and, and them into my life and explain who everybody is. It's like bringing a new work worker to a job of like yeah oh, here we gonna have to explain this and this and that and that's a, that's not a good analogy. We like when we get new people. I don't know. It's just like I was so worried about everyone accepting Chalenen and they love Chalene. she's awesome. you know she's a family. And, like, I'm just gonna... And the, th- the fact that I'm even having these thoughts... You guys, this is what blows me away. Is that I'm having these thoughts here now when I'm about to be free. Like, wh- what is up? But I can't... I'm not saying I'm gonna do anything, like, drastically. Like, I'm gonna get married. Like, who knows? <laughs> she wouldn't even... At this point, she'd probably just slap me in the face and laugh. Um... But the fact that I'm even having these types of thoughts is like, is it coming from a place of maturity? Realizing that, yeah, I should probably grow up and start putting my roots down. Because who knows how long you're going to be here. Or is it coming from a place of fear? And what am I afraid of? Like, if you've never, but here's what I can tell you though. This is one of the reasons I love the fact that I have moved around lived in different states if you've never left home and or tried to like like leave your job or just do something different if you've never ventured out like that then you've probably never felt that cold vulnerable emptiness that can just Kind of cripple you. Like another th- analogy I think of is like um, people who are stuck out in the woods, like prisoners of war or something. And if they're stuck in some, I don't know, like cage outside to the el- exposed to the elements, they would, for them to get captured by. To go to prison, for instance, would be a great upgrade because at least they'd be inside, have a cot and a bed and three meals, as opposed to like living in some cage like they had in Apocalypse Now, where they're just in a bamboo cage in the water. Um, these analogies I come up with, even I laugh at them, they're ridiculous. But anyway, this is stuff I'm working out. I don't want to drag this on too long, but um, it. Do I have a point in here anywhere? I guess where's the inspiration in this? And not that I'm that down, but I, I think it was Throw that said, "The unexamined life isn't worth living." Which, first of all, I think that's pretty harsh. Like, what? I can't live if I don't examine my life. Screw you! I would just want to exist and do my thing. Leave me alone. But I do examine my life and go, okay. Especially with, like I said, Jim dying and John passing away. Like I said, it's like, oh my God, how much time do we really have here? And I don't want to live in fear of like, well, what if I just drop dead? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, if you've got any definitive answers, send them my way. I'll tell you what does help. And this is where I think faith comes in. There are nights when I... Sleep, which I sleep in my own room, you know um i haven't slept with Camda's mom in years, 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 so I ended, you know, even if I were married, I almost would want my own spot anyway, she works midnights, I sleep in my own bed i you're just I'm moving around a lot, I get up, I listen to podcasts, so when I go to bed sometimes if I'm feeling that vulnerable thing lately, i'll put on Christian um podcasts or music or something because. Yeah, you know, in the end, what do we have? We're it's just like our faith. You know, I do believe in God, and that's comforting. And family. So, all right, I don't know. This all—it's so weird. Like, <laughs> things are going so well, I can't handle it. That it's such a weird thing. But, for some reason, humans are wired that way. We need, I mean, look at every single, when you go back to English in uh, junior high, every single story, it's either man versus man, man versus nature, or man versus himself. It's never just, man has a great time. What kind of a story is that? No, there has to be some sort of struggle. Why? I don't know. That's just the condition of being human. (sighs) Ah. Let's listen to some Sarah McLaughlin again. Wrap this up. Love Sarah. You'll be strong. Whoa. The song is called Hold On. It's off for Fumbling Towards Ecstasy just a good song all right you guys i'm working on stuff I'm grateful for today I'm grateful for lots of stuff you like said the good and bad things we can't take it with us